Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. The uh, email is Pete at the PeteCallanerShow.com. And on Twitter, where, man, things got a little crazy over the last 48 hours. At Pete Callaner. I think it had something to do with a vote that, that banned women or something or killed them in North Carolina. Something like that. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed kind of crazy. We'll get into that. Uh, we're going to talk with Brad Slager from uh, townhall.com as well. We got his uh, latest piece here, how the Durham probe actually proved collusion. Um, yeah, so I got to read through a lot of the uh, the stuff on the Durham report. Um, no, no, I wasn't sick. I didn't have anything crazy going. I just, I'd had, I had vacation days that I did not take last year, and so I had to take them. I got to take them before I lose them. So I said, you know what? I got to go meet um, a company uh, that's managing the retention ponds in our neighborhood because I have uh, I have volunteered my services for the HOA in my neighborhood. And so I said, you know what? I'll just take the day off and I'll go and I'll get a tour of all of the retention ponds. I learned a lot about retention ponds yesterday. It's fantastic. Yeah, I can go over the detail. No, I won't. Um, so, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will not go over the details of retention ponds. But the Durham report comes out on Monday. And I'm kind of curious. If, if a bombshell does go off, like a Russian bombshell does go off in the vicinity of legacy media, do they hear it? Does it make a sound? In in judging, just judging by the reaction among a lot of the legacy media outlets and their personnel, this was uh, no biggie. It was a nothing burger, I think a lot of them were referring to it as. Because, you know, we already had the Mueller report. We already had that whole investigation. And, you know, Durham didn't get any convictions except the one guy for, you know, lying. I mean, it was a pretty big, it was a pretty big lie, you know, on the FISA court application. But it was just one, and the other two, they got off. I mean, it was a D.C. jury, but still... He didn't get but one out of three convictions. And so this isn't really that it's a it's not that big a deal. And we know it's not that big a deal because the FBI has already implemented changes, you know, reforms that obviously, you know, were were not needed before all of their missteps were identified, but then became necessary to implement after they were identified. Right, so there's nothing more to see. Right, the FBI statement on this, and by the way, FBI, great work. Everybody who works there is fantastic. All management, all leadership everywhere throughout time, always perfect. Okay, um, the con- here's, their, uh, here's their statement. The conduct in 2016 and 2017 that Special Counsel Durham examined was the reason that current FBI leadership already implemented dozens of, dozens? Dozens of corrective actions. Dozens of them, which have now been in place for some time. We don't know how long, just some time. 
Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. Okay, so dozens of missteps identified in this report, they could have been prevented had they been doing these things that they're now doing. But luckily, nobody is to blame. They were just missteps. That's all. And now with the proper corrective actions in place, now we will never make these missteps again. Ah, so good thing everyone has learned their lesson. You're all free to go. The report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues to do its work with the rigor, objectivity, and professionalism the American people deserve and rightly expect. This is almost like the uh, it's like the John Prine song, you know, Jesus, the missing years. Uh, like, what, what what's going on between these sentences here? There's like a bit of a there's a bit of a gap. There's like a, a jump ahead in time, you know. Like the the missteps identified in, in the report. Right, could have been prevented had we done the reforms. And then fast forward to this just reinforces the importance of ensuring that we continue to do work with rigor. Oh, okay, wait a minute. So were you not doing the work with rigor in the interim? Like when you made all the missteps and then you finally got around to doing the reforms, what about that time period? What happened in there? What was going on? But look, I'm glad to know that after a 305 or six page report by Durham, I'm glad to know that uh, the FBI did nothing wrong as evidenced by the need for the new rules, which were implemented in the aftermath of the thing that they that they totally did correctly. Right. So that prompted them to initiate the corrective actions. So correct were the things that they did that had they been in place, these corrective actions in 2016, it would have prevented those things that they totally did correctly, but are also missteps and that they made without doing anything wrong. Hence the need for reforms. Okay. So hopefully that is clear to you as it is to me. Uh, And we can all now go back to totally respecting and trusting all the work that the FBI, particularly the Washington, D.C. office and the leadership are conducting. Right? We can we can totally trust them now. Mark Hemingway. uh, Writer, he's also the husband of Molly Hemingway. She writes for the Federalist. Mark Hemingway, I think he's with the uh, maybe with Real Clear Politics, I want to say. I forget. Um He writes for a lot of different publications, though. But uh, he says the Durham report concluded that the FBI had evidence that the Steele dossier could have been sourced to Russian disinformation and did not disclose this fact. Why? In order to keep getting warrants to spy on Trump. In other words... The actual Russian disinformation could have been what the Hillary Clinton campaign sold to the FBI. Well, to be fair, they didn't sell it. I mean, it was it was a pitch, right? But they gave it away for free. They paid for it. The campaign paid for it. I mean, they they hid that through Mark Elias, the Democrat super lawyer who sues all of the Republican-led states over gerrymandering and uh, election laws in order to make it easier for fraud to occur. And... Uh, Mark Elias was the cutout. He was the go-between, the bag man, if you will. 
Here's what the Durham report states. Quote, Our review found no indication that the Crossfire Hurricane investigators ever attempted to resolve the prior Igor Denchenko espionage matter before opening him as a CA, a paid CHS. That's a confidential human source. Igor Denchenko was the source. He was the subsource, basically. He was the guy that gave all of the bad info to Christopher Steele, who, by the way, uh, really messed the bed for MI6 over there, too. Good job on that. Um, moreover, our investigation found no indication that the Crossfire Hurricane investigators disclosed the existence of Denchenko's unresolved counterintelligence investigation to the department attorneys who were responsible for drafting the FISA court renewal applications that were targeting Carter Page. Carter Page worked for or is an advisor uh, on the Trump campaign. Carter Page also kind of sort of a CIA asset. He would talk to them. He would go over to Russia. He would meet with people in Russia. They would be like, oh, we very much want to recruit you. And then he would come back and he would tell the CIA stuff. And when the FBI wanted to spy on Carter Page because he was associated with the orange man, they had to go around and ask, hey, uh, Intel communities, alphabet agencies, uh, is this Carter Page guy? Is he one of yours? And the CIA said, Yes, as a matter of fact, yeah, we talk with him. He's, yeah, he goes over, he talks to some Ruskies, and then he comes back and we pick his brain on stuff. On a number of occasions, this has occurred. And um, the lawyer at the FBI omitted that from the FISA court warrant application, just left it, he lied. He said that, no, no, there's no relationship with Carter Page in any of these agencies. And that was not true, but it had to be true for the application or else they wouldn't have granted it. So he lied on the application. He was the only one. That lawyer was the only one, only one to uh, be convicted of anything in any of this by the Durham investigation. And Don Serber at his Substack, points out that that's kind of Durham's M.O. That's kind of Durham's M.O. His track record shows he's a good investigator and a smart bureaucrat. He'll go just deep enough in his prosecutions to satisfy the public, but not so far as to endanger the establishment. And that's kind of what he did here, no? Everybody lied, everybody knew, and nobody pays a price. Dare I say it? Dare I channel my inner Brett Winterbull and say the system failed? (laughs) Right? That's what the FBI statement sort of indicates. Like, oh, it's just, well, you know, some missteps. Nobody making the missteps, per se, you know. But thank God we put in place corrective action so the missteps can no longer be misstepping. So, or mistaken. Mistaken? Made. Anyway, uh, David Strom, hotair.com. In the mainstream media, the bombshell will be more of a squib. Nobody wants to do a deep dive because pretty much everybody was in on the long con. The Clinton campaign started the Russia hoax. The Obama administration backed her up. The CIA knew it was BS but supported the narrative. And the FBI opened a multi-year investigation based upon what it knew from the beginning to be politically motivated lies. The Durham report lays out what a fraud it all was. And frankly, some of what was done should count as treason. As in the hanging kind, like think Peter Strzok to begin with and Adam Schiff 
They, in my judgment, committed treason. This is David Strom at HotAir.com. But Strzok is making bank, and Schiff is going to be rewarded with a seat in the Senate. The CIA briefed President Obama on Hillary Clinton's plan to fake a Russian collusion hoax. The CIA briefed Obama on the plan July 26th, 2020. Every single person involved in the Russia collusion story at the government level, including the FBI, knew that it was a Hillary Clinton scheme to smear Donald Trump. Why? Because of her server. And I know the left blew an on crowd and the, their enablers in the media like to say, oh, but her emails. It's not the emails. The emails weren't the smoking gun. The server is the smoking gun. The scandal is the existence of the server in the first place. And so she wanted she wanted something else to buffer that, ne- uh, that negative narrative. So uh, the Durham report lays out the scam in great detail. Not only did they all approve, but they also went into overdrive. They violated FBI rules. They lied to the courts. They steamrolled anybody with any doubts. They worked overtime to destroy Trump both before the election and during his presidency. This is what those of us in the biz call the deep state. It is very real and it is very, very corrupt. It is essentially a shadow government totally empowered to abuse power to achieve its political goals. Without the Russia collusion hoax, the past seven years would have been wildly different and Donald Trump might still be president today. He calls it a soft coup. Key element in all of this conspiracy was the uh, mainstream media. Initially skeptical of the Steele dossier, but then James Comey does that the defensive briefing, the preemptive briefing with Trump, where he's like, hey, just so you know, there's this thing out there. It's talking about you paying hookers to whiz on a bed in Moscow. And uh, James Comey gives them cover then. They basically launder the story, right? Because the because CNN wouldn't run it. CNN had the dossier. Other outlets had the dossier, but they wouldn't run it. They wouldn't air it. They wouldn't publish, uh, publish the uh The contents, because they all knew it was thinly sourced garbage, as the French call it. But then Comey has the meeting, immediately leaks it to the press, and now they can do, quote, the story. And the story is there was a meeting where the FBI told Trump there was this document out there with salacious accusations. Now, we can't say what they are. Okay, here they are. We'll tell you. Like, that's what happened. Because BuzzFeed sees the CNN story, and they immediately publish the dossier. Much to the chagrin and animus of Jake Tapper, who got very, very upset. He did. He got very upset with BuzzFeed. How dare you? You could have at least, you know, given us a heads up on that. Link to us. (laughs) Because they initially reported the existence of the dossier, but not the details. BuzzFeed saw the CNN story published the details, and now it's out. And that is how you launder the story. You give the news media a hook. 
All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. All righty, so uh, back to, uh, this is uh, David Strom at hotair.com. I got so much stuff on this Durham report. I know I'm probably not going to get to it all, but uh, I've look, I've carved out, like we got Brad Slager coming on at one o'clock in the next hour, so got a lot of we got a lot of material to get to. And I do actually have audio clip of Greg Gutfeld uh, and a rant that he did. I think it was the may have been Monday or maybe, yeah, I guess it was Monday afternoon. And uh, lights him up. Awesome. Um, so David Strom says it was an open secret in Washington that this entire Russia collusion thing was all made up. The investigations by Congress and the FBI leaked like sibs and the media breathlessly repeated what they certainly knew were lies. The New York Times and Washington Post got Pulitzer Prizes for perpetrating a hoax. What the media really wanted to do was destroy the movement that put Trump into office. And that's why the MAGA hatred has continued since Trump was defeated in 2020. Look, I can, I will tell you this. Like I, I have said from the very beginning, not a fan of Donald Trump. Right? I was not a fan. And didn't vote for him either time. Didn't vote for uh, Joe Biden either. I voted for the Libertarian. And then I left it blank in the last two races. And um, and I am allowed to do that, by the way. Save the phone calls. So that being said, like, I, I recognized what was going on. Like, this stuff that was unfolding and as it was unfolding, it was quite clear what was happening. That people were were manufacturing stories, they were leaking stuff out there, and they were not allowing him to enact any of his policies, any of his agenda. Um, He goes on to say, Trump was still a focus of the mainstream media's negative coverage, but the slander expanded to parents at school board meetings, the mega MAGA movement, remember that? And all the fake white supremacists. Oh yeah, did you see that? They uh, they had another one of the rallies, the, 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 the khaki... Klux Klan, whatever they are, what the Patriot Front or something, which everybody like the, it is widely understood. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like that, that is clearly a Fed operation, right? The guys with the khaki pants and the blue shirts and the white masks and the sunglasses and the ball caps and and they're supposedly like this right wing militia and that just happens to like have marched to the garage under the judiciary building or something like federal judicial building or something <laughs> over the weekend. Anyway, um, Ron DeSantis, Brian Kemp, Glenn Youngkin, any successful Republican gets the Trump treatment because it's our commitment to American values that they cannot abide, not the flawed vessel of Donald Trump. This is why I say Trump broke people's brains, right? There are people that are, that are only Trumps, right? The only Trump, like that is it. The earth, or I should say the the, the sun rises and sets, uh, you know, 
by Donald Trump. And then there are the Trump derangement syndrome people. Their brains got broken the other way. Everything is about Donald Trump, right? People, there are so many people that can't view anything except through this prism of the orange man, good or bad. And I don't. And so, yeah, you can see this unfolding. And that's why, like, how many articles have you seen right now where Ron DeSantis is worse than Trump? Well, you thought Trump was Hitler. This is like Hitler, Mary, and Stalin, right? That, that's, it's, it's always going to get ratcheted up because it's not really about them. They are the vessels of, of the philosophy of the governance. The Associated Press, this is James Woods, the actor. Uh, he says the AP, Associated Press, can't even report the facts without sashaying around the truth ad nauseum. If you read just the AP headline, you would have no idea that the Russia probe was a complete and utter hoax. So, let's look at the AP story, shall we? By Eric Tucker and Lindsay Whitehurst. A special prosecutor found the FBI rushed into its investigation of ties between Russia and Donald Trump's campaign and relied too much on raw and unconfirmed intelligence as he concluded a four-year probe that fell far short of the former president's prediction that the crime of the century would be uncovered. Why did it fall short of that? That's the AP's uh, description, that it fell far short. But it did it did explain it. it. The Durham report did outline how all of these entities, agencies, and people, how they all knew. The report from Durham represents the long-awaited culmination of an investigation that Trump and allies had claimed would expose massive wrongdoing by law enforcement and intelligence officials. I would submit it does. I would submit it does. Which is why the FBI announced that, oh, yeah, we totally did corrective actions. You don't do corrective actions if you didn't do anything wrong. Now, whether or not you can charge people for it, well, now, what did Jim Comey say? Uh, No reasonable prosecutor, right? Something along those lines. It just so happens that the Hillary standard is now operable again. It kind of goes back and forth. I know sometimes it's hard to keep track of which standard we're going with. Like, okay, kick down the doors, get the documents at Mar-a-Lago standard, or Hillary Clinton running a server, probably, you know, well, most definitely hacked and seen by all foreign entities because it was a homebrew server with no security. Right. So, of course, right. But no reasonable prosecutor would go after her for that. And so Comey didn't. And also there was the, you know, the meeting on the tarmac between Bill Clinton and DOJ. Uh, anyway, the, the attorney general at the time, right? The 300-page report catalogs what Durham says were a series of missteps by the FBI and Justice Department as investigators undertook a politically explosive probe in the heat of the 2016 election into whether the Trump campaign was colluding with Russia to tip the outcome. It criticized the FBI for opening a full-fledged investigation based on raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intel saying the speed at which it did so was a departure from the norm. Right. So just because they raced into doing it and they abandoned all of their prior norms doesn't mean anybody did anything wrong. 
It said investigators repeatedly relied on confirmation bias, ignoring or rationalizing away evidence that undercut their premise of a Trump-Russia conspiracy as they pushed the probe forward. Oh, so they just ignored evidence that was exculpatory, evidence that might, you know, contradict your bias, right? That might say, oh, no, you're wrong to think that this collusion was occurring. Yeah, gosh, I, I don't know why anybody would think that the Durham report... Yeah, I don't know why people would think that it somehow or another uncovered the, quote, crime of the century. It's a mystery. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So the Associated Press story goes on to say, uh, missteps. Omissions, flaws in the investigation, errors and omissions that the FBI opened its investigation hastily without doing key interviews. They fault the FBI for not having done important legwork before opening the investigation. For example, the FBI did not corroborate, quote, a single substantive allegation in the Steele dossier. And the FBI ignored or rationalized what it asserts was exculpatory information that Trump associates had provided to FBI confidential informants. Gosh, I mean, it's just a coincidence that every piece of evidence that would exonerate or show them in a good light, show the Trump people in a good light, that would disabuse investigators of this idea that there's collusion, every single piece of evidence that pointed to their, their innocence was ignored, right? And every piece of fake speculation, rumor, raw intel, everything that would point to their guilt was accepted and not even investigated, not corroborated. It's just it's just coincidence that all of those pieces of evidence going against Trump were believed and all of the ones going for him were ignored, I'm sure. Right? That's it. Coincidence. The report, the Durham report, says that an objective and honest assessment of these strands of information should have caused the FBI to question not only the predication of, uh, for a crossfire hurricane, the investigation, but also to reflect on whether the FBI was being manipulated for political or other purposes. <gasps> Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that the FBI might have been used? By whom? Who? Who? What? I, I can't imagine somebody diabolical and powerful enough to be able to, to dupe the entire FBI into doing her dirty work. Uh, or his dirty work. They all knew. The Durham Report documents it. They all knew. Everybody knew this was this was Clinton campaign crap and it was fed to the FBI and then it was laundered to the media and then it was promoted by the very same people that conjured it up in the first place because they would then cite 
the news articles. The FBI was literally citing news articles in their FISA court applications. Like, how absurd is that? Trump and his supporters hoped that it would expose a deep state conspiracy within the top echelons of the FBI and other agencies to derail Trump's presidency and candidacy. That's what the AP says. It doesn't it, though? (laughs) What am I missing here? I'm looking at the same information. I've been following the case. And by the way, to the extent that people on the right who have been following this case, who have been following the investigations for all these years, there isn't anything in here that we did not already know the contours of, right? We knew how this unfolded. All of the stuff that I'm going over with you today that is now in one place in the Durham report had been pieced together through years of investigations, lawsuits, a couple of uh, uh, you know uh, criminal charges that were brought, whistleblower statements. But it's been cobbled together over the course of the last five years. And people generally on the right know this story, know what happened. And the people who consume legacy media products, they generally do not. Let me jump over to MSNBC. They pay a woman, Barb McQuaid. McQuaid. They pay her uh, to be a uh, MSNBC legal analyst. She's a former U.S. attorney. And she posts a huge thread about how the Durham report, the only difference is between is that uh, he says it should have been a preliminary investigation instead of a full investigation and that this is a hair-splitting quibble. Durham also minimizes the reasons why the FBI was alarmed and alarmed enough to open a full investigation in 2016 based on information received from Australian diplomats about Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos, the guy from the TV show Webster, right? So, like, she's still dressing this all up, like, oh, no, there's still a thing there. It's a, this is still a good investigation. The Durham report shows nothing. He, they, they won't even acknowledge that he was a CIA, that Carter Page was a CIA asset, that he would talk to the CIA. She won't even acknowledge that. I don't want to call it doubling down at this point because we're way past like double and triple and quadruple. And yeah, it's, it's been five years of this garbage.